Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Just checking to see if you got my last email. Wow, I'm so impressed that you don't seem to care that you're carrying extra weight and you'll just walk around in those shorts. I'll just do it myself. Somebody left the milk out again. Yeah, I'm sure you've been on the other side of this conversation at some point or another, whether it's a backhanded compliment, a guilt trip, martyrdom, or that sarcastic comment, it's always annoying and frustrating to deal with someone who's being passive aggressive. Today on the podcast, I'm going to talk about how to identify it. How do you really know? How can you be sure? And what to do about it, of course, because that's what I always do. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Oh my gosh, we are at episode 99 of the podcast. I can't believe two years ago today, I was just starting out with this this little venture I had, this idea I had. I think that great information should be available to everybody about relationships. It should be totally accessible. Even if you can't pay any money, you should have something awesome. Uh, I would love something like that. And so I started it. That's what happened. And here we are today. And Thank you. I've been getting uh, responses from all over the world now, like Ireland and Sweden and Iceland and all, all, all over Australia, England. It's incredible the reach that the podcast has gotten, and it's really exciting. And so thank you, thank you. If you haven't done it yet, if you like the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would please, please, please leave a review wherever it is that you download it. And in the show notes, uh, so on my website, abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast, uh, this is episode 99, how to deal with passive aggressive people. In the show notes, I will leave a link that you can easily just click on to to take you to uh, leave a review. So we'll have little instructions there and stuff because I know for some people they're thinking I'd like to leave a review, but I have no idea how. 
it just means a lot. It also really helps people uh, decide that this is the podcast for them. And it helps the more reviews we have, the more, you know, it's liked and shared and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, I'm ready for world domination here. So let's make it happen. Okay. All right. So <laughs> without further ado, so when we're talking about, you know, those examples I gave when I started, um, uh, you really, you, you really realize how much passive aggressive behavior kind of sneaks in everywhere. And again, those kind of backhanded compliments, the guilt trips, maybe you have gotten the cold shoulder freeze out or my favorite, the shoulder shrug, huh? What? Uh, I didn't know you asked about that. I didn't hear you. Uh, mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Or someone who just procrastinates on doing what you've asked. No matter what, it's, there's this procrastination. So no matter how it shows up, passive aggressive behavior gets in the way of any real connection, intimacy, or trust. And so my goal today is that you'll walk away with the, or drive away or whatever you're doing, however <laughs> you're listening to this, that you'll, but you'll walk away with a better understanding of what's really going on when someone acts this way. So maybe you can have some compassion, which I hope you do, and some actionable tools to do something about it. And so listen up if you're ready to stop feeling frustrated and stuck and to start feeling empowered in these situations. So here's what you should know about passive aggressive behavior. Let's start there. To deal with someone who's being passive aggressive, you, you really first have to truly understand what's really going on. It's very easy to just get pissed off and frustrated and annoyed when you're looking at kind of the, the top, you know, the, the thing that you're, when you're getting frozen out or you're getting that nasty quote unquote compliment, things like that. But when someone is passive aggressive, they're letting you know a few things about themselves. It's, it, there's three main things they're letting you know. First and foremost, they're letting you know they're angry, but they don't want to talk about it. Anger, well, aggressive is in the title, huh? So remember that. Yes, the person is acting this way. They're absolutely pissed off about something. It, it, maybe nothing to do with you, but they're absolutely pissed off. But they don't realize it because they don't recognize their own feelings. That could be why. They're pissed off, but they, they well, or they know they're upset, but they're they're seriously seriously conflict avoidant <laughs> and they do not want to get into it with you or they know they're angry but don't think they have a right to feel angry somehow they just don't feel the right to be angry so one of those things is going on for sure they're they're angry but they don't want to talk about it for one of those three reasons that's number 1 that's the first thing they're letting you know the second thing they're letting you know which i'm sort of leading into is that they've got low self esteem Somewhere, and I know they might not seem it, they might seem like they're all ego, and that's what, you know, people who are all ego have low self-esteem. That That's kind of how that, they, that goes hand in hand. Deep down, they've likely never felt worthy of asking for or getting what they want, what they truly want. So, uh, and since identifying their feelings and their wants and their needs, it, that's actually a skill they've never practiced. So acting passive aggressively, that becomes their default. They simply don't know how to ask for what they want. And because they feel bad about themselves deep down, they want you to feel like poop and inferior too. Not consciously, no one is being cruel usually. It's this is really unconscious stuff. But making you feel bad gives them a sense of superiority. I mean, briefly, but it does. So they feel more secure, again, briefly. 
And then the third thing that someone is letting you know when they're passive aggressive is they they likely learned this from their family or whoever, wherever they were raised. Being passive aggressive is often indicative of a particular family culture. If they if it's all they saw their parents doing, if it's all they know how to do themselves. Again, you know, effective communication is a skill they never learned or had role modeled for them. And so being this way, it's a habit. It's it's truly a habit that they're not sure how to break. So one of the things that gets asked a lot to me is, well, how can I be sure someone's being passive aggressive? How do I, how do I really know? And I'll tell you this, way back when I started in the old mental health field, so, you know, I've been doing this about 35 years, there was actually a diagnosis called passive aggressive personality disorder. It was considered a personality disorder. And they apparently got rid of it because I think it's because the symptoms were a lot like other personality disorders, like narcissism and you know borderline personality disorder. And I think that they just decided, you know, th- this is already in these other diagnoses. But the American Psychological Association—that's where this big book of diagnoses that we use called the DSM is from. And this was from so that must would have been like the DSM three. Uh, that's how long ago this is. Uh, and now we're up to the like five TR, like we're, you know, we've had multiple editions since then. But the APA or American Psychological Association, they defined passive aggressive personality disorder as a personality disorder of long standing in which ambivalence toward the self and others is expressed by such means as procrastination, dawdling. I love dawdling. That's great. Stubbornness, intentional inefficiency, forgetting, quote unquote, appointments, or misplacing important materials. These maneuvers are interpreted as passive expressions of underlying negativism. And I think that really still gives you a good idea of what passive aggressive behavior really is. Um, Now, of course, not everyone who procrastinates or forgets where they put something important is being passive aggressive, obviously, or everybody, every single person over the age of like 50 or 40, maybe, would be passive aggressive, right? Because, you know, as we get older, we forget things. So, So how do you really know? And there's six main things I tell people to watch out for. So these are the six things, uh, before we get into some tips, these are the six things to really watch out for. Um, One, and this is probably, you know, it all comes down to really this one, but number one is to pay attention to how you feel. How do you know if they're passive aggressive? Pay attention to how you feel. If your partner or whoever is saying one thing, but you feel another then pay attention. You know, when you get this mixed message, I tell people to trust their gut. It's because a lot of what happens, and we talk about this when we talk about like gaslighting and and a lot of passive aggressive behavior is kind of in that category where we're meant to feel crazy. And actually, I'm going to get to that because they tell you that you're crazy. Actually, I'll do that next. (laughs) So, So pay attention how you feel. If you feel a mixed message, then you're probably right. If they're saying something and you, you know, that's probably it. And, and that's the second one. They, they tell you you're, you're crazy. A a big sign is when the other person is clearly upset, but denies any anger or, you know, they deny frustration, they deny sadness. I'm sure you have been in this situation. And my favorite, of course, is when someone, (laughs) you say, oh, are you upset? And they go, I'm not angry. And they say it very angrily, um, of course. So 
if you are continually set up to feel like you're the crazy one and you're missing it, then likely they're passive aggressive. Uh, the other thing to watch out for, it feels mean. So when someone's passive aggressive and they're giving you feedback, quote unquote, if they're giving you, you know, feedback, but it never feels loving and maybe even feels downright rude or dismissive, or it's so highly critical, uh, if they almost seem to be enjoying it, that is a good sign that there's probably some passive aggressive stuff. Remember, again, they have low self-esteem, feel like poop about themselves, feel inferior. So they're trying to make you feel inferior. Um, and it gives them that a, a good sense of self for a minute. It's obviously very fleeting. Uh, so that's three. So pay attention to how you feel. They tell you you're crazy. <laughs> uh, it feels mean. Those are our top three so far. And the number four is, I don't know sure how to say this well. So th they're not satisfied and keep bringing up an issue even after it's been resolved. Is that the best way to say that? I think that's the best way to say it. So, well, okay. So since they're not saying what they really need, and they might not even really know, they'll agree to something, but they're unhappy about it. So they'll keep poking at you later about it. Uh, so, you know, you'll be in a situation with someone and they'll say, oh, that's fine. I totally get it. No worries. But then they'll act out in some way later because they're really not fine with it, but either they don't realize it or um, they're, you know, again, don't feel worthy of saying anything or whatever, but it comes out. And they end up, of course, feeling resentful. They're frustrated. Um, and you're you're sitting there like, you agreed to this. Why are you acting out? Why are you being this way to me? And it you, again, you might feel crazy there. And again, they might deny that they're upset, but it, that's what happens, right? They're they're <laughs> it, it's coming out, uh, even though they said yes to it or that it was fine or that they agreed to it. Um, and I had this one a lot growing up. I don't know, you know. Um, and I know for myself, when I used to get caught up in passive aggressive behavior a lot uh, back in the day, which I'm hoping I'm much better at that now, I, I've worked really hard on that, it was, I would consistently like say yes to things I didn't really want to say yes to, and then I'd be pissed about it. <laughs> and then I would poke at it and do just what I'm saying. Um, and or, you know, pick on the other person with something else or blow up about something really small that had nothing, you know, related to it. Or maybe, yeah, get, um, you know, have that righteous anger about something when, when finally I had something that felt clear like I could be angry about it. I'd really go, I'd run with it, baby. Um, so anything like that. So they're just not satisfied. Y you can tell they're not. Um, that's a really good sign that someone is definitely being passive aggressive. Number five, so six tips. Number five is they always take the easier way out with their feelings. So passive aggressive people will do just about anything to avoid a feeling, especially the anger, right? Especially that's the one, that's the biggie. And so they'll escape maybe into long hours of video games or social media, they might act addictively with alcohol, uh, drugs, food, or um, spending money. Uh, these are people who might have affairs, uh, all to avoid dealing with people and situations in their lives. Now, it does not mean that everyone who's an alcoholic is passive aggressive at all. 
However, uh, when this stuff comes up, if you have especially some of these other pieces, like if your gut is telling you, you know, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm giving you like a whole constellation of things. It, it isn't necessarily that you would see one of these things and think, oh, they're being passive aggressive. Um, but if it's a, you know, sort of an ongoing deal and you see a lot of these kind of behaviors and then on top of it, they um, maybe they procrastinate by playing video games all day or something, or they just escape or they don't want to deal, you know, your kids are fighting and your partner is off on social media or playing video games or a game on their phone or something for hours while the, you know, the kids are fighting and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, where are you? So uh, that, that's another sign. And then the sixth one, which is really um, connected to this, but I want to pull it out separately, is they mask their anger with other things too. So, and again, it's the anger. If someone is consistently, so acting like a victim, uh, withholding, you know, people who are really withholding from praise, uh, love, attention, you know, you did something really nice and they just won't let you know. They just won't give it to you. They just won't give you credit for something. Uh, pouting. Pouting definitely goes here. Uh, being very unreliable, sarcastic all the time. If they're doing all those kinds of things consistently, they just might be passive aggressive. So, so, so how do you know? So these are the six main things I want you to look for in any constellation of these. Again, pay attention to how you feel. Notice if they're kind of mean about feedback. If you feel like you're always the crazy one, somehow you're always getting your words twisted or you're getting set up to feel like you're crazy. Uh, they say it's fine, but it's not. And, and they poke at you around it. They're taking all these easier way out with their feelings and or they're masking their anger with other things like withholding, pouting, being acting the victim, that kind of stuff. So all of those are signs. And I'm sure you're sitting there right now, and hopefully you're looking at your own behavior as I'm talking and noticing if you do any of these things, uh, really important to identify and uh, take care of. Because again, when people are being passive aggressive, the the trust is gone You, you because someone's lying to you, really. They're, they're saying, I'm fine, but they're not. So you can't trust. And then you can't trust if they tell you something else. Oh, I really love you. Can I trust that? Is, is that right? You know, I'm getting these. And then you'll start to read mixed messages into everything, mixed signals, I mean, into everything. It, it gets really weird. So you really want to be careful around this kind of behavior. It is super detrimental to any kind of true connection or emotional closeness. So, okay. So let's move on and talk about some tips because you know me, I got to talk about tips. And really, I, ha- I, have a, I have like six of them. Okay, so get ready. I know. Take a break. Take a stretch. There you go. You all know. All right. Here's my top tip, top six tips for dealing with passive aggressive folks. So, so, cause once you've identified what hap- what's happening, you're going to want to do something about it. Right. So again, and, and the key I need to say is to have clear boundaries and consistency, got to be consistent. So number one, you want to call them on it, but with questions, not statements, you know how I am about this, about the statements. So you don't want to call someone passive aggressive. You want to say you're being passive aggressive. It, it, that gets you nowhere, as you know, because you've been called stuff and you don't like it. They don't like it either. But you do want to say something when you're feeling those mixed messages or like, you know, like there's something else going on. 
In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And I always say, okay, do you want to be correct or effective? Correct is telling them what that they're passive-aggressive. You are passive-aggressive and I don't let him, blah, blah, blah. But effective is asking them questions so they can have an aha moment and change their behavior. You cannot, I say it a lot, you can't give anyone an aha. You've got to help them come to that aha. And by blaming and naming and getting angry and getting in their face, it's not going to get you there. I don't know what else to tell you. So asking them what they're feeling in a moment and really listening to their answer is huge. And keep asking questions to understand what they're really saying and needing and help them ask for what they want from you. So if someone says they're fine, let's say, I'm fine, I'll just do it, it's good, uh, and you want to call it out and say, hey, how are you feeling right now? And they might say, well, what do you mean? I'm, I'm fine. I, I said I'd do it. <laughs> you say, just, just bear with me. Just humor me for one moment. How are you feeling right now in this moment? And they might say something like, well, I feel fine. And then you can say, it doesn't sound fine. Can you please just dig a little deeper? I really need you to really think about, or what do you have besides fine? If you had to name three emotions, what are they? Because that can kind of help too. And generally, finally, someone will say something. They'll give you a little hint like, well, I guess I'm just feeling a little impatient because we've talked about this before. And, you know, you said you would do it and you didn't. You know, that you'll start to finally get the, the, the real story. And from there, you can problem solve. And again, your job, though, is not to get defensive from there. Well, I know I said I'd do it, but then we said we wouldn't. And then, you know, don't, don't get into keeping score. Don't go down that road. You're trying to be effective, remember? Not correct, not right. So effective means that you're going to come to some solution together, some resolution together. And so asking more questions will help you get there. And you can say, and you can help them ask for what they need. You can really say to the other person, so... Okay, it sounds like that didn't go the way you wanted it to. You know, I said I would do it. I have a different understanding, but let's not even go there. What do you what would be great for me to do right now? What's one thing I could do to help the situation? What's one thing I could say? What's, you know, how can we move this forward now cuz I don't want you to be upset. I I I want to do this with you. We're partners. We're a team. What can we do next? And that's really getting to that next place. So call them on it, but with questions, not statements. Okay, that's number one. Tip number two is to help them identify their anger. And, and as I said earlier, being passive aggressive is all about unresolved anger. So 
They have spent a lot of time covering up or avoiding this emotion. They have. So helping them identify it when it happens is big. They're like fish who don't know they're wet. So again, asking questions when you see it is key. And so one of the things I've said, I've used, and I've done this with clients, let's say, I've, um, and it doesn't have to be in that moment, can be later. So if, you, if it feels hot in the moment, don't worry about it. But you might just say later, hey, can I ask you something? When's the last time you felt angry? And I actually asked this of a client recently, like a couple weeks ago now, but I uh, I asked her, I said, when's the last time you felt angry? Because I could tell in session she was pissed at me from what I was suggesting. <laughs> and she said, she goes, I, oh, I don't get angry. I, I, I don't get angry. And <laughs> And I said, well, well, everyone gets angry. It's actually weird to not get angry. What do you mean? Like, the, it's natural and normal to get angry. So we actually have to talk about that. If you've never been angry, that's a big problem. And of course, the person is seeing it as a wonderful attribute. Aren't I great? I don't get angry, even though they are, because they're being passive aggressive. But, and so when you turn it around like that, that, oh my gosh, we need to talk. And so I said to her, dig deep. Maybe you have to go into your childhood. I don't care. But tell me the last time you were angry. And you might, or the other thing, and that opens up a conversation for them to identify anger. And so they might say, well, I guess the last time I was angry was when um, my boyfriend cheated on me, you know, or something. And then, and you might say, oh, well, so when I said I was going to be at the restaurant at, at, you know, five o'clock yesterday and I didn't show up till six, I can imagine, I mean, it's not cheating, but that idea that someone made a, you know, someone you love made a commitment to you and they didn't keep it, that didn't make you angry at all, really? And you know what I mean? You're giving permission and you really want to give permission for the anger that it's okay to be angry. Don't be afraid of their anger. It's okay. And you don't want them to be afraid. The other thing I sometimes ask if I ask the last time they felt angry and they say, oh, I'm never angry. I'll say, all right, well, how about the last time you were frustrated or the last time I might say anxious or I might say resentful? Because all of those show up the same uh, in a lot of ways. So that can help you too. Think of some other words. But I will tell you, uh, for this client like that I'm talking about, in and of itself, me asking about it, she I could see her face. She actually started to notice how weird it was that she couldn't identify anger. And we had the best session around. Actually, it was the next session because we were right at the end of that session. But the next session, I picked right back up on it. And she had been thinking about it. And she said, wow, I I do get angry sometimes and I didn't think that it was anger. It's I get frustrated and, you know, she said my uh, my immediate thing is to push it down. And, you know, she had a whole story about that. Her, you know, parents didn't like it when someone got mad and blah, blah, blah. So there was all kinds of stuff around it, but it was such a great conversation. And just me bringing that up, her anger, was, an, was like a wake-up call for her that she had some awareness around. Now, I know it's different when a therapist says something to you versus you saying something to your partner. I get it. Uh, It's a little more charged, but I do want you to think, you know, to notice that that can be something too. And I want you to also to remember that they might have physical ways they can notice their anger if they don't see it emotionally. So sometimes when I have someone who is clearly angry and they just can't get in touch with it, I'll say, I'll ask them what they feel in their body right then. Like, well, what do you feel in your body right now? You know, if they say, oh, I'm fine. I'm not angry. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll say, what do you feel in your body right now? 
Uh, do you feel hot and cold anywhere? Is there any tension, shaking? Like, does your stomach feel tight? Does your throat feel tight? Does your chest feel tight? Something like that. I'll give them some things. And generally, people will say something. Well, well I always my chest is always tight. <laughs> and I'll, you know, kind of lovingly remind them that, that that's a, a, a sign, that's kind of tension. Your chest isn't always supposed to be tight. That that's sort of hold, withholding something, holding something back. Uh, and I really like to lovingly remind people that covering up or running away from their anger won't make them less angry. It'll make them less happy. And I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it to you. Covering up or running away from your anger won't make you less angry. It will make you less happy. And so keep that in mind as we talk about this and the, uh, you know, showing our emotions and really getting in touch with any of those uh, angry, upset, frustrated feelings. Okay, tip number three is to hold boundaries with loving intent. So if your partner's always late, create a boundary around what you will and won't accept and stick to it, but with love. It's not F you, I'm leaving. It's, hey, hun, i I'm leaving the house at six on the dot. If you're not ready, no worries. I'll meet you at the restaurant. It is like that. The loving intent is where it's at with the boundaries. If they are, if you're being aggressive back or passive aggressive back, that's not going to get us where we're trying to go. It is, I say a lot that we need to connect to correct. And so acting loving with our partners is a way we connect. And if you're looking to correct any behavior, you got to get that connection first. I also want you to remember that compassion, it's, you know, your partner is hurting. If they're acting passive aggressively, it's not about you. It's about them and they are hurting. So find compassion. It doesn't mean you don't want it to change. It doesn't mean, you know, you're not looking to improve and all that good stuff. But you have to hold what's really, that's why I talked about what's really going on, the low self-esteem, the anger, the, you know, not feeling permission to really, to feel worthy of really stating your emotions, all that stuff. So keep in mind that you can be super respectful, loving, and kind, and you still might get a defensive and angry response. <laughs> it still might happen, but it's 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 up to you to to approach your partner or whoever's being passive aggressive in that way. Your job is to take a breath and stick to your loving boundary anyway, no matter what comes back. If they're defensive, if they're angry, if they're quiet, whatever it is, you just, you say it, you, you know, and then drop the mic and, and walk away. That's it. Okay. Tip number four, say how you feel. Now, okay. So if you've been following my stuff for any length of time, you know that I sometimes struggle with my relationship with my mom and she can be very passive aggressive. So last year when I visited her in Florida and she said something like, oh, I'm, this was great. Uh, we were on the beach and she said, oh, I'm, I'm amazed at how comfortable you are walking on the beach in a bikini at your age. <laughs> and it's like this backhanded compliment, right? And you know, I took a breath and said, as lo lovingly as I could, you know, I said to her, it hurts my feelings when you comment on my body. And I'd appreciate if you didn't. She's been commenting on my body my whole life. And 
she became defensive, you know, and I remember she, she said to me, oh, you, you know, you can't take a compliment. I was complimenting you. I think it's great. I wish I could do that. Uh, and I just told her again, and this is the key. You have to be consistent and you have to stick to what you said, like a mantra. Don't, don't say something different. Don't go back. Don't try to explain. Don't justify. Don't do anything else. Just say it again. And I, you know, I told her again, as calmly as the first time that I didn't care what she meant, that it was hurtful when she comments on my body and I wasn't going to continue to spend time with her if it continued. That's what I said to her. I said, I'm telling you how I feel. This is it. I'm allowed my feelings. That's why I said I'm allowed my feelings. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't appreciate it. I, I'm not going to do this with you. And so, and actually she apologized. She doesn't always, but in that moment, she said, well, I'm really sorry. And it was kind of an apology, like, I'm really sorry you feel that way. <laughs> but she backed up and I and stopped doing it is really what happened. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure when I visit her again, she'll do it again. But it's a, a, she didn't do it the rest of that trip. And that was enough for me. So there's a way that you can, you know, stop the behavior in the moment with a person. And again, they'll try to get you off course and tell you whatever, whatever they do. It doesn't matter. You just come back. You you need to be sure in your own self. Don't don't do what they're doing, which is saying you you don't have a right to your feelings or that you have to justify them or explain them. Don't justify, explain. Just say how you feel. And that really in general backs people up very quickly. It's when you start giving all the facts and all the, you know, justifications and explanations and you start using all the words, that's when you get all the arguing because they're looking, they're nitpicking, they're going to, well, I didn't say it that way and I'm not sure what you meant and you're saying I said this, but I really said this and, you know, it gets all into the wordsmithing and you don't want to do that. You do not want to have this conversation. You'll be exhausted. Trust me, you will be exhausted. So, uh, Really remember that there's a, there's a pattern and a cycle to passive aggressive behavior, and it continues because the desired response happens. In other words, that you respond the way the other person wants, <laughs> and if you change how you react consistently, you'll see changes in how they act. You will. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you right now. It always takes two to tango. It always takes two to have a, a relationship. You co-create your relationships with all those around you. You might not like me saying this. You might not want to take responsibility, but you're going to have to put on your big boy pants or your big girl pants, like I like to say, and understand that you are co-creating this relationship. What you allow will continue. You are training people all the time how to treat you. So your job, again, with, with love, with compassion, with thought, with care, needs to be consistent and clear. Okay. Number five, tip number five is tell them to ask for what they want. Okay. So uh, you might get something like this. Maybe your, uh, your partner said, maybe you're leaving and uh, you're leaving the house, you know, kind of early to get to a meeting or something in the morning. Remember when we used to leave our homes? Anyway, and your partner says something like, oh, oh, you're leaving for work already? Um, <laughs> so what usually happens, like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got to run, you know, and then you kind of run out the door. Uh, instead, I want you to stop and ask them what they want. Like, stop. So in that situation, your partner says, oh, you're leaving for work already? It's passive aggressive. 
it, it's a way of like it, you might have a boss who um, says, "Oh, oh, you're, oh, I see you always leave at uh, are you leaving early at five thirty? You know, they, they'll make these sort of remarks, and people are remarking for a reason. And so, uh, again, stop and ask. So, and they might say something like, oh, "Oh, nothing." You know, you might say, "Hey, what? Well, what do you want? What are you looking for here?" And they might go, "Nothing. I, I just was wondering. I was just asking a question." And you need to respond with the truth. So what you're doing is a reality test. You don't want to play the game of pretending. They're pretending that they don't mean something else. You know they do. So don't, don't, don't ask or don't put it out there like you're not sure. And so you can respond with something like, uh, like your, you know, your comments always mean something. If there's something you need or want from me, I can't read your mind. So you need to ask for what you want. Maybe don't say I can't read your mind. That sounds kind of nasty, doesn't it? Uh, just say, if, if there's something you need, something you want, I want to know. Please tell me. What, what is it that you were just thinking? What are you feeling right now? Remember, go back to the feeling. If, and you can, and they might, and the, your partner, whoever might say, oh, I didn't want anything. I was just asking a simple question. You could say, okay, uh, if you don't want anything, I, then in the future, I really would rather you didn't make those kind of comments. They don't feel good, right? They hurt my feelings. Uh, they make me angry, whatever. D just say what you think about it. And that's it. And they might, your partner, whoever, or your boss might say, oh, wow, so touchy or can't take a joke or can't take a compliment. When you hear those kinds of things, that defensiveness, you can know right away that you were right on the money. You, nobody, why would they be defensive otherwise? Unless they're defending something. You have to defend something. <laughs> when, when you have done something wrong and you don't want to admit it, you get defensive. When my Max is defensive, my son, I know <laughs> that I've got him. I'm like, oh, I caught you. So really, it's okay to ask, to ask them, hey, you know, what did you want? But again, don't do it in a nasty tone. Have that loving intention and see if you can't get anywhere there. And what might actually happen, I've had this happen with clients, is they will say something and probably say, well, it just seems like I didn't realize you were leaving already because I have the kids and I haven't gotten them ready or the dog wasn't walked. And, and then you can have a conversation. There's a conversation there. There's something now to talk about and you're really finding out what their needs are instead of them building resentment and being pissed off, even though you had no idea what it was about. Okay. And the last tip is, which I kind of mentioned earlier, don't take it personally. When you react, it creates more of a problem and a cycle, and that really becomes a habit, and habits are hard to break. So don't let them make you angry. This isn't about you. It's about them. The calmer and more patient and loving you are, the better the outcome will be. And you know this is true. I mean, just listen. You know it is. If, if you get angry and upset and frustrated and resentful, it, it, that's not helping. Two, quote unquote, wrongs don't make a right. It, it's not about that. And, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is so easy to be loving when our partners are loving. It is a piece of cake. What's not easy is to be that way when they're not. And really, that's when other people need our love the most is when they're having a hard time. I was talking to a, a client actually earlier today who said uh, she was in line at a drive-thru and the, she, you know, it was time to like move through the drive-thru and she was probably on her phone or something, I don't know, but she didn't move quick enough and the guy behind her really laid on the horn, like didn't just give that friendly tap, but like laid on the horn 
And so she went and uh, paid for his <laughs> his drink. <laughs> you know, she was next and she told them she actually knew the person. I think it was like a star drive through Starbucks or something. But she said, you know, I really want to pay for his drink. And please, you know, if you can give him a message, just that I hope he has a, a better day moving forward. And, you know, in a really nice, loving way. Now, he, this guy might have thought, oh, you know, she did that to be nasty or something. I don't know. People think what they think. But just having that sort of response is really kind of lovely. And my client was saying, oh, I felt so much better doing it that way, right? When she walked away, she felt better. She felt good. She didn't wasn't so mad at him. There's just a way that when we're generous and kind, we feel better. You know you do. You feel better when you're generous, kind, patient, thoughtful, all those all that good stuff. And you know how many times you have regretted saying something or snapping or getting nasty or whatever. It happens. So all of this is meant to really help you be in alignment with your partner in a different way, to really see what's happening as uh, something, again, that's about them that you want to help with. Remember, you're a shared resource. So if your partner is hurting or has a problem, it's your problem too. You're hurting too. They're draining the shared battery that is the couple. So it's always about how do we solve this? How do we move forward? And you always find that path when you have loving intent. That's the bottom line. So there you have it. That is our podcast for today, the episode for today. And if you uh, didn't hear it earlier, I'd really like you to leave a review for the podcast. Please, please. And we'll have a link in the show notes. Come on over to abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast and uh, learn how you can leave a fabulous review if you're enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, why are you listening? I don't understand why you're still here. Uh, that's it. Thanks so much. And next time is the hundredth episode. Get ready. It's going to be epic. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.